Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate that. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. okay. Let me move in. <laughs> you know, Hammer, I can't let it go by. When you sing, there's such a passion that comes through that it just pulls my passion up with you. Thank you. Good morning, beloveds. It's good to see your smiling faces bringing sun on this rainy morning. This year's theme, Awake and Alive We Thrive. I love that. It bears repeating every week. Awake and alive we thrive, and we come here to try to remind ourselves to stay awake so we can thrive. This month, the theme, of course, is living with purpose. And Reverend Debbie spoke very eloquently about that on the first um, Sunday of this month. I listened to her podcast. You can listen to podcasts on our website. And then, of course, last week she spoke about the mother, father, God, the spirit that is both and all in us. And I thought, you know, <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, I kind of do know about you. But sometimes it's kind of hard to live your purpose with all the stuff that goes on. So I decided I would choose living with purpose in a world of distraction and talk a little more about what is purpose? Why is it important that we know it? What can it do to help us to be awake and alive and to thrive? So, in preparation for this morning, I read the book of the month, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. And I have to tell you, if you have not read this book, borrow it, buy it, check it out of the library, do whatever you need to do because I so enjoyed reading this book. She gives so many concrete examples of how we trick ourselves into errors and belief, how we think we've got things going for us, and then we realize something's missing. And she tells you how to fix it a lot. Plus, she gives you lots of really good basic principles on the law, the, the spirit of God, how it all works to make our lives what they are. You will enjoy it. My husband looked over at me one day and he said, you're really enjoying that book, aren't you? I said, yeah, was it the smile on my face? What gave it away? So please, do yourself a favor. Give yourself a treat. Okay. So what do we mean by our life purpose? Reverend Debbie used the definition of intentional living, and that's a very good definition. It's a good working definition. Uh, I set out to find another, and I found this definition, believe it or not, on a University of Minnesota website called Taking Charge of Your Health and Well-Being, because our, our beliefs, the way we believe the universe works, is in our culture. There are lots of places where we can find wisdom. And I quote, your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of your life, the reasons you get up in the morning. Pretty important. That's why you get up in the morning. So do you know what your life purpose is? 
it is helpful to know it if we're going to intentionally live from it. Do you know why you have a pulse, why you're on this planet? I know you've asked yourself these questions because they are the questions that we have all asked ourselves since mankind became self-aware. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? The answer to that is your life's purpose. How you answer that is your life's purpose. If you have a pulse, Divine Mind has something for you to do in this world. That something is your purpose for being. So, how do you know your life's purpose? Were you one of those lucky children born into the world just knowing who they were and what they were going to do? A child prodigy comes to mind, of course, always as an example in these cases, like um, Mozart, who was tinkling the piano at three and composing at four. Um, probably his life purpose was to make fabulous music for the elevation of mankind. I don't know, can't ask him. But it's evident from what he did. We know our purpose, we can know our purpose by listening to our intuition, to that inner essential self that uh, Florence Shin and Reverend Debbie referred to. When we do meditation before the service on Sunday morning, we ask our intuition, what is divine mind or spirit's highest purpose for me today? Sometimes we get a response that is specific to some issue that's going on in our life, but often we get a simple thought such as to love, to praise God, to appreciate beauty, to heal, to serve, when we meditate often as a spiritual practice, we may notice a theme to these messages. That theme becomes the core of your life purpose. It is who you are. When I was taking my basic training in science of mind, I know a lot of classes we had exercises to do to help us wake up and recognize our thoughts and uh, discover really on a deeper level who we are. And we would have these exercises and we would meditate on our life purpose and I would get really anxious because I couldn't come up with anything that sounded like a life purpose. You know, I, I, I might not come up with anything. I might see a flash of something that led me to think it was, my purpose was to love. Well, okay, that's a per perfectly worthy purpose in life. But I think sometimes I don't know about you, it, I have a tendency to judge myself. And so I thought that, you know, I wasn't getting anything. I didn't know, I was lost. But I have to say, beloveds, be kind to yourself. Trust yourself, there is something in you that knows. And it's perfectly well, perfectly willing. That's its, its purpose is to let you know who you are and what your purpose is that divine idea that was there before the beginning is now and ever will be you. Your intuition guides you, communicates through you. It's that still small voice that we hear, only we hear. Sometimes though we have to be willing to live in the mystery of not knowing or waiting and being still 
in order for our intuition to be heard above all the noise and the busyness and the things that we fill our lives with. This is why we take time out to meditate, to praise, to come to this place where we can learn and study and grow together. If you have difficulty identifying your life purpose, that's okay. Because it's there and it will, it will come out. It will, one way or another. And your understanding of your purpose can shift and change over time. I know for myself, sometimes I only recognize things in a rearview mirror. I'll think I'm going in one direction or I am about doing one thing. And when I look back, I realize, oh, that's what that was all about. So be patient with yourself. Now, why is it important, do you think, to live your life's purpose? To know your life's purpose? Do we have to know what our purpose is to live a satisfying, meaningful life? Well, I think it helps. Let's put it that way. It helps. Because um, living on purpose feels authentic, alive, rewarding, passionate. If we want to experience that often, it would be helpful to have an idea what gives us those feelings, those experiences. If we're not sure, then we have to use the trial and error method. That can be painful. In the forward to the game of life, Chris uh, Gentry puts it this way. She says, sometimes we can feel rudderless, not knowing where we're going. If we aren't moving towards something in life, we can feel directionless and lost. When we clearly define what we want in life, we then have a north star that we can move toward each and every day. And again, from the University of Minnesota website, purpose can guide life decisions, influence behavior, shape goals, offer a sense of direction, and create meaning. For some people, purpose is connected to vocation meaningful, satisfying work. For others, their purpose lies in their responsibility to their families and friends. Others seek meaning through spirituality or religious beliefs. Some people may find their purpose clearly expressed, expressed in all these aspects of life. So, once you know your purpose, you can use it to create values or to choose values, those values that support your actions and your way of being in the world. What matters most to you in your interactions with others? For example, if your life purpose is to love, to express love, a value might be to practice kindness or to treat each person you meet with respect. Our purpose and values give us a way to choose among the experiences, people, responsibilities, and ways of being that we have offered to us every day. So when you're living your truth and your purpose, you are consciously creating an authentic life for yourself. If you're not living on purpose, you're living by accident, by the law of averages. That gets you an average life experience, which might be just fine, but it can also give you experiences you don't want. You can be more effective, more contributory, if that is such a word, and more fulfilled when you're living on purpose. Now, how is purpose different than calling? Because we've all said, oh, I have a calling, and we may think that's our purpose. But for 
this discussion, I'd like to point to a different way of tying those together. A calling uses your natural gifts to express your purpose. We have many gifts and talents, most of us. Our purpose can guide us toward which of those gifts that we want to develop at any given time. Your calling is linked to your, your purpose, but it is an outward expression of an inner desire. It's the way you choose to give expression to your purpose and service to the world. So how do we recognize our calling? There are moments in life when we feel especially tuned in, when we feel like we're doing something that we were born to do, meant to do, we're in the flow, time disappears, you feel totally absorbed and contented. Well, that's a clue. That's a clue that you may have found your calling. Have we all experienced being in the flow at some time in our lives? So we know what that feels like. We, use, we can use that guidance. Pay attention to those times. Maybe journal them. Because I don't know about you, but I have trouble remembering later. I know I've experienced it, but what was I doing? You know, what, what made that so special? How did you feel? What were the elements of that experience? The people, it's the activity itself, the reason for it. Maybe you're working with a group of friends on a fundraiser project for a favorite charity. Maybe you were teaching crafts to children. Perhaps you were cleaning your house. I've actually gotten in the flow cleaning my house. It brings joy to bring order and cleanliness and light where it was not before. So whatever the experience, pay attention to those special moments because they are clues to your happiness and fulfillment. When we express our gifts for the sake of others, it makes us feel the joy of being fully alive. It's one thing to make ourselves happy, but when we can share that happiness with others, it lights up the world. I know I had an experience a few weeks ago. I, I, my husband and I, of course, work together at home in the country, and um, we are at our home a lot. We don't get out much. Um, and I realized that I was feeling kind of blue, and I didn't know what was going on with me because nothing was particularly wrong. So I decided, well, you know what? Our business needs to be pumped up. So I'm going to take some cards and I'm going to go in town and I'm going to call on every realty office in town because we do property and casualty insurance. And so I did that. I took some cards, I went to town, and I called on the first office and I sat and had a chat with a very nice man and then I left there and I found another office and I chatted with those people for a while and I realized that the longer I was chatting with people, the more people I encountered, the happier I was. I just felt like this exchange of energy that we have between us is so vital to our existence as human beings, as living, breathing, loving, remnants of divine mind on earth, or however you want to put it. It's essential that we have those moments when heart to heart we can touch each other. I mean, even if it's a business conversation, smiles make a difference. So when I talk about feeling the joy of being fully alive, I think it's important that we share it. That's my personal take on the matter. 
Now you may feel that your vocation or job has nothing to do with your purpose, your calling, and maybe that's true. But I think sometimes if we dig a little deeper, we might find that we've attracted that job or that vocation or that activity because there's something in it for our growth or because there's something for you to do within it. Think about your vocation or the position you're in, the situation you're in, in terms of your, in terms of your purpose and your values. You are who you are, wherever you are. So maybe there's an opportunity there. There's a skill you can use in a different ways. Maybe you're there to help someone else recognize their true value. Who knows? Life is not permanent. It shifts. It changes. You won't be in that position forever. Take the good. Figure out how that happens in your life and what there is in it for you or for you to contribute to others. Now, the holy grail of living your purpose is, of course, to have the perfect occupation that lets you have ideal self-expression, a huge paycheck, compatible relationships, and it enhances your health, right? The big four, health, wealth, love, and self-expression. Most of us don't achieve that pinnacle of purpose because we don't know where we're going to begin with. <laughs> if we don't have a purpose to guide us, we're likely to take whatever comes along. Your life purpose really, though, is more about who you are than what you choose to do in the sense of occupation. Your values guide you in turning your purpose into action, and your calling is the way in which you express those purpose and values. For example, if your purpose in life is simply to be love in the world, that doesn't exactly translate into a career path. But it does indicate a purpose you can practice no matter where you are or what you do. And, of course, we can achieve our purpose in a way that's not connected to our occupation at all. For example, I know of a retired businessman whose purpose, it seems to me, is service to others. He has values of honesty, thrift, generosity, and kindness. And this man uses his many talents to help seniors who may have no one else by volunteering to serve as their business manager and sometimes as their guardian or executor. And he does a bang-up job of it. Of course, he serves in other ways as well. I know a woman whose life purpose, a dear friend, her life purpose is creating and maintaining family. Family, and that includes more than her blood relatives, but she has values, high values on generosity, communication, uh, love, expressing love, appreciation. Nothing makes her happier than when her siblings and their children and their children can get together for a family occasion like a wedding or even a funeral or a celebration of some sort or other. She loves to see them all interacting in a harmonious way and that makes her joyful. And she creates it. She helps create it by keeping those communications going. Uh, she's an artist and so she makes beautiful cards, makes beautiful pottery, She's very free with it. She gives it as gifts. That's a way of expressing your life purpose too. Of course, sometimes our careers give offers, 
it offers ways of giving back as well. For instance, you might be a chef, a talented um, cook, and you may make your living that way, but you may also, in your free time, choose to make uh, delicious meals for the homeless or to teach nutrition to children. So there are many ways that we express, as many ways as there are sunbeams, that we can express our purpose. Even if our purpose seems similar to someone else's, it won't come out the same way. Only you are you. Only you can give what you give the way you give it. We all live in a fast-paced, infinitely, infinitely variable world. Um, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. The activities of daily living can be quite challenging uh, between work, shopping, preparing food, cleaning up after preparing food, um, going to the doctor, the dentist, running your children or your sister or your mate or someone to various appointments, taking a class, going to a concert, maybe taking in the latest movie. And of course, we're all totally connected all the time in touch with technology. Our cell phones are ever with us, are they not? <laughs> so there are people and things competing for our attention every minute of every day. And it's no wonder that sometimes we get a little distracted. You may be perfectly clear on your life's purpose. You may be happily on track to living that purpose. You may feel that you're thriving and contributing your gifts to the world and suddenly you lose your ideal job or a mate or your child or a relative gets sick and you need to provide care. Things change, things shift, things are fluid. How do we stay focused on living our purpose in a world full of distractions? When we think we know where we're going and all of a sudden Life throws us a curveball. My suggestion is be true to yourself. If we've been doing our inner work all along, it's less likely that we'll be blown off course by a stray breeze. We have a firm foundation, but sometimes we all need help. So here are my suggestions for staying on course or getting back on course if you feel you've been blown off. One, stop doing and just be. Five minutes, 10 minutes of silence in your car, in a parking lot, in the privacy of a shower. Just stop and get quiet and ask your intuition for guidance. Maybe you have some difficult decisions to make. It sounds simple, but it's not easy to still our monkey minds, especially when we're stressed and confused. <laughs> This little guy, this little guy, they're all talking, talking all the time, talking all the time. So stop, get quiet, and then listen. The second part of that is listen. If you've made friends with your intuition, your inner tutor, you may receive a hunch or a thought about what's important for you to do. So pay attention. If you don't get guidance immediately, you'll at least have made space for your mind and body to rest for a moment. Keep making that space as often as you can, and direction will come. Clues will show up, even if you don't hear the words. A song on the radio, an overheard snippet of conversation that lodges in your brain that you just can't forget. Your guidance is there. It is, it's, comes from everywhere, really, but that's your intuition hearing it. 
Three, focus on your life purpose. If we want to live an intentional life, a life of purpose, we may have to give some thought as to whether our relationships and activities are in alignment with that purpose on an ongoing basis. Knowing your values, comparing your actions with these can help keep us centered and focused. I know when I'm off base, if I'm trying to live love and I'm being unkind or snippish or just irritable, sometimes it helps to just stop and say, okay, this is not loving, this is not kind. Take a deep breath, try again. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to snap at you. I was concerned about X, Y, Z. If you need a course correction, if you need help, and you really just, you just don't know why things are going wrong, or you don't know which path to take, make an appointment with a spiritual practitioner or minister who can help you examine the hidden beliefs behind your current chaos and show you a new way of seeing that so that you can bring order back to your life, so you can get back on path. There's an old saying in this teaching, it's, there's nothing to do, there's only something to know. And we know that's true because we are cause to our experience. So sometimes it takes outside help to know what we really need to know, to see what we can't see in our own hidden um, conversation, in the words that come out of our mouth. I know I had a practitioner who was <laughs> unfortunately moved north, um, but she was among us for a while. And I could, if I had a problem, I'd just be sitting there chatting with her, and she'd, she would pick up the words that I used and say, well, this is what you're saying, this is what you're thinking, this is what... I go, you're so good. You know, I couldn't see it for myself. Sometimes we need help. And five, spend time in intentional prayer. We're always praying. If we're thinking, we're praying. Is it worry? Negative prayer. Is it praise? Is it gratitude? Positive prayer. Intentional prayer focuses on giving thanks for what you already have, know, and are, which is what you intend to have, to know, and to be. You give thanks for it knowing it's already yours because it is. You only have to be receptive to receive it. Florence Shin says in her first chapter, and I, I know people like this, I've been like this. Most people consider life a battle, but it's not a battle, it's a game. It's a game, however, which you cannot play successfully unless you know the knowledge of spiritual law. We know that in the world of spiritual law, the master teacher, Jesus, taught, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, and all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, that is, believing you have received it, you shall receive. So we have a powerful understanding of spiritual law and the way it works. We practice meditation, affirmation, and intentional prayer to embody that understanding. That's why we practice. We know all we want up here. We can even feel it in here. But until we can embody those beliefs and use them for our good and the good of others, keep practicing. <laughs> Let's sow positivity and belief in ourselves, and we and others will reap the rewards. 
There is a place that you are to fill, quoting, there is a place you are to fill and no one else can fill, something you are to do which no one else can do. It is the divine design spoken of by Plato, the purpose for which you were born in this life. This is the perfect plan for your life. It includes health, wealth, love, and self-expression. Florence Shin calls it the square of life, which brings perfect happiness. But above all, make friends with your intuition. We achieve more clarity about our purpose as we practice staying awake and intentional. Your intuition will let you know when you're on track, if you pay attention. And above all else, be kind and gentle with yourself. There is no yardstick against which you are being measured except your own, the one you create. There are plenty of demands in the external world clamoring to be met, but we can do only that which is ours to do. We shouldn't try to do everybody's job. Someone else is being called to do that which is theirs to do. The world is yours to enjoy. You're free to express your gifts in any way that is uniquely yours, and when you choose wisely, based on your life purpose, your values, and your calling, you will have a life of joy and value and happiness. And this is what I know for you all. Namaste.